Amen. 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 God bless you all. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's stay in the Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, thank you for being in the midst of us, Lord. Thank you that your word is true. Thank you, Lord, that everything you say is truth. Everything that you say happens exactly the way you say it. So, Jesus, thank you for being here by your spirit, your presence. Lord, is, is why we're here. Lord, change us, mold us, make us. But, Lord, the next, however long we spend together, Lord, please be in the middle of it. Let this not be something that's just an emotional thing. Let this not be something that um, just caters to our intellect, our human intellect, our human understanding. Lord, I pray that you will supernaturally touch each and every heart, soul, and mind in this place. Lord, that we would have a truly spiritual experience. Lord, that we would have a life-changing experience because we've come into your presence. Lord, that is my sincere prayer. And I know that there are people in this room, people watching, that, Father, they agree. This is our sincere prayer that you come near to us, Lord Jesus, as we come near to you, Lord, and change us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. I want to, before I start the message, I just need to go over some things, and I guess the, t the attendance is down. I don't know why, but regardless, I just want you to know that on May 27th, I think it's the last Saturday of this month, the care and share, we're going to get off the ground. We're going to do it. And uh, my, uh, my prayer is obviously to uh, Terry and Jody as they travel for a great occasion, the graduation, the college graduation, and we're just, uh, we pray the Lord, um, Godspeed uh, on the whole family. Amen? Amen. So, uh, but I bring them up because Terry and Jody are, are, are again, um, uh, doing something else in the church, and, and we need more people to step forward. Um, uh, that last Saturday, we'll be setting up between 8.30 and 9 o'clock, and we're going to start serving at 10 o'clock. We'll be serving hot meals, but we also will be um, having, f we're planning on at least 50. We're going to try and do 50 hot meals and 50 grocery bags or boxes, you know, with all of the essentials. And so we need your donations as it relates to the, uh, that list that we put out a long time ago to fill the pantry so we can make these things up. We also need your time. We need you to serve as it relates to putting the boxes and the bags together. Um, we also need uh, folks to be there to serve the food, to cook the food. Uh, we have the warmers and, and everything else. And, and uh, of course, I'll be there. I'm not sure. I know Terry and Jody will be there. I'm not sure who else. And we need your help, period. We just do. Uh, how many of you were here uh, last week when Pastor Eddie spoke? I thought I I, th I I love Pastor Eddie a great deal. Our spirit bears witness. I think he understands the urgency as uh, many ministers do, but he's one of the few that I know in my circle that actually understand the urgency. Um, I just wish he'd get out of his shell a little bit and get a little more passionate when he speaks. <laughs> no, as you know, I mean, uh, and the one thing, and I, I shared with the church on Wednesday when we had our Bible study, if you can look at the thing, it's time. If you look at a, what can you take away? It's time. Church, it's time. It's time that we got up off of our behinds and did something and stopped talking about doing something. I know we're busy. I know we are. I know we're working. We're raising children. We have family. We're doing all of those things. But let me ask you something. What are we doing for the kingdom? What are we doing that Jesus has called us to do? 
Now, when I was in churches before and I was immature and I heard this stuff, it kind of, man, that, you know, that's all the pastor does is ask for volunteers, ask for help. I'm telling you, it's time. What will the Lord find you doing when He returns? Amen? Okay, so I, I don't want to... See, there's going to be some other things that we need to do. Man, we're going to have a plan. This Wednesday, if you could be here, please be here. We're going to talk more about the planning, some of the things that we'll need to do, uh, signing people up, the application process, which we've talked about several times, because we're going to do more than just hand out food. We're going to try to help, literally help people. So by sitting down and talking with them, having them sign, fill out an application, get a conversation started, finding out what their actual problems are and seeing what we can do to help them in their situations. Amen? Not just help them to stay in their situation and still survive, but to help them get out of the situation that they're in and ultimately make them part of the body of Christ. Amen? But I, I, I want to know, noteworthy here is, we probably will run into some people who already are believers who are struggling. And it's up to us to help our struggling brothers and sisters as well. Amen? Okay, so please, if you could be here Wednesday, please, and I understand not, not everybody can, but if you can't be here Wednesday and you want to get involved, uh, please see me, Michelle, and, uh, um, and, and let's talk about it. Let's see how we can get you involved and what we could do on that actual Saturday. Amen? Amen. All right, well, thank you. Before I start the message, I need to pray again. Lord God, nothing that I say matters unless it's by your Holy Spirit. So Lord, in this moment, again, I pray, Lord, that this is all spiritual. Nothing intellectual, nothing that appeals just strictly to our senses. Lord, nothing that's emotional, but Lord, spiritual. Would you please, Lord, give, open the eyes of our hearts. Lord, give us enlightenment in our hearts that we truly will be conformed to the image of Christ. That's our goal. We want to be like you, Jesus. So help us, Lord, in this moment. Speak to us by your Spirit. Amen? Amen. Uh, we're going to start in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 24, and I'm going to begin in verse 3. Some of the scriptures, as usual, will be up. Not all of them will be, so you can follow along. In Matthew 24, verse 3. Now, as he, Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? We've studied Matthew chapter 24 before, and some of you have studied it on your own, and, and praise God, you, you, you know. But obviously this was when um, Jesus, they were marveling at the buildings, and, and Jesus said there's going to come a time when not one stone will be left upon another. And at that point, his apostles asked him, some of his disciples asked him these questions. So Jesus begins to answer them. But, but I want to point out something to you, as I did. You, you see right there, what will be the sign of your coming? What will be the sign of the end of the age, I, I should say. My, my brothers and sisters, as we know, because again, we've already studied, we have Daniel, we have all of the, uh, the Old Testament prophecies spoke of things that were to come. And a lot of them have been already fulfilled, including the coming of the Messiah, the death of the Messiah, and the resurrection of the Messiah. So, so many of those things in the Old Testament have already come to be. And the Old Testament also predicts of things that will happen s still further out in the future. Then you also have 
revelation that was given to the New Testament apostles. John, revelation, right? What about the Apostle Paul who has given so much revelation by God, even Peter said, is some of it's hard to understand. But there were some mysteries that were revealed to Paul that he had to keep quiet about, but there were also some mysteries that were revealed to Paul that he spoke of, specifically some of the, uh, the rapture of the church. The, call, the calling away of the church. He spoke specifically of that in 1 Thessalonians. Then it's, but it's also said in other places, but that mystery, that, that thing he spoke very uh, deeply and intently about, if, if I could use those words. So again, now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to be, I, I just got to, I'm going to pause a little bit each time. Wars and rumors of wars. Someone could say, well, all, throughout history, that's always been the case. That's true. But right now, we are on the verge of World War III. Right now, and, and if you all know that they published, remember uh, when we were kids, uh, we used to have to get under the tables because of the Cold War and everything like that. We practiced these drills like if we got under our desk, we were going to be protected from a nuclear holocaust or something. But regardless of all of that, we did those things because it was, you know, as far as we were concerned, tensions were so high. Well, right now, according to the world experts, the tensions are the highest they've ever been as it relates to the possibility of nuclear weapons being used. But look what it says here. Don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. That goes against my nature. That's right. It does go against my human nature. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines. Anything? Anybody... Check out that out. Pestilences. Anybody sound reasonable? Anybody? And earthquakes in various places. It's a historical fact now that earthquakes are happening with more frequency and intensity in the last uh, 100 to 50 years, 50 to 100 years. It, it's, it's a fact. Now, he said that 2,000 years ago. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And, and then many will be offended and betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. We're in the middle of this. Yes. Look at verse 12 with me. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come. My brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm telling you that we are right in the middle of this. Addie, please, would you put up that next? Thank you. A couple of weeks ago, maybe a few weeks ago, uh, I, this phrase is not originally of mine, the time of the signs. A, a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, Pastor Loran, I heard that term first used, time of the signs. Because sign of the times has always been used. And it's, but I, I, I want to say that uh, we are living in the time of the signs. It's no longer we can look and, oh, this is a sign of the... We are right in the middle of the times of the signs. And in verse 12, Addie, would you put that back up for me? Thank you, honey. If you look at... And I could call her honey. She's my granddaughter, just in case. 
verse 12, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will wax cold. Did you hear that? My brothers and sisters, you, I, you don't have to, if you don't want to read newspapers, if you don't want to get on the internet, if you're not really, you're trying to stay away from the news because it's so depressing or it's you're, you're all, I, you can't avoid it. I mean, listen, lawlessness is abounding. People who are breaking the law are more celebrated than people who are trying to keep the law. Lawlessness is abounding. Lawlessness is abounding. And when someone breaks the law and they get arrested or someone breaks the law and someone takes action against them, the people that are taking action against them are more hated than the people that are breaking the law. Lawlessness is bounds. Lawlessness abounds. And so my brothers and sisters, this ministers to me because I find myself saying, you know what? <clears throat> Later for that person. That's not the Christian attitude. That's not how it's supposed to be. This, the very thing that the enemy is trying to do to the house of God, he's doing. Yes. Lawlessness abounds and then we start to get calloused and we get a little bit hard-hearted. But that's not what we're called to do. We're called to love. Isn't that so? By the way, that word love is agape. It's, it's unconditional. It's committed. It's action. It's the kind of love that doesn't talk about it. It's the kind of love that does something about it. Right? Boy, you're pretty quiet. All right. But, but I want to, I, I just need you see, there's this other thing that we need to know. I think verse 12 is so key. It's so instrumental. It's one of the top signs that we are in the time of the signs. It's one of the top. I want to bring or remind you of something. Don't go there. Just write it down. You can check it out later. In Genesis chapter 6, in verse 5, here's what it says. The, law, the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent and thoughts of his heart was evil continually. The hearts and the minds of men changed. Wrong was right. Sounded familiar? And we know what happened then. The Lord let it go on so long, but then Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God extended grace toward Noah. It said that the Lord, he was repented that he created man, but Noah found grace in the Lord's eye. God spared man, and he extended grace toward Noah. And Noah became a preacher of righteousness. The 120 years that he built that ark, he was preaching and he was giving everybody an opportunity to understand what was going on. But still, the thoughts and, and intentions of their hearts were evil continually. Come on. It's hard. It's rough. It's, it's difficult, isn't it? Some people just do not forget it. They do not want to hear what we have to say about Christ. But there are some who are not just hearing, but they're watching. And there are some who God is knocking on the door of the heart and He's depending on you and me to bring that fruit. Come on. He brings the fruit, but He's going to do it through you and me. Right? So we, it's, it's time. It's time. What are we waiting for? In this this past week, I had uh, I, I met with a brother in the Lord. Um, 
He's a brother, uh, not a minister, but he's a brother, and, and, and there was actually a couple of us. And, and I met with him because I was trying to you know, plan ahead for little things financially and things of that nature. And so <clears throat> I left that meeting in, uh, kind of encouraged and bewildered, kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, at the same time. And disappointed in myself, quite frankly. Um, here's the thing. Uh, we're talking about things and protecting finances and things of that nature. And, I, you know, I, and I'm saying, obviously, what's happening financially now, I mean, it's pointing to, you know, the, the, the digital currency and everything that's is going to happen. And I don't know if you've heard this. I mean, they are literally advertising now the chip in Australia. Uh, I mean, they're advertising for it. You know, and they're literally making it. This is a great thing, and the surgery is free, and you need to do it, and you know, you don't even have to carry a card anymore, and blah 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 blah. Is that the mark of the beast? No, that's the precursor of the mark of the beast. Okay, but that's how it's going to happen, my brothers and sisters. So what I'm saying to you though is, we see all of these things happening around us. Jesus told us to look for these things. We're looking at these things. We're seeing these things. We're right in the middle of these things. So as I'm talking with these two brothers, the one guy was said, well, you know, something can happen. And I'm, you know, I'm not a glass half empty kind of guy. I'm a glass half full kind of guy, implying that I'm a glass half empty kind of guy. I'm not a glass half empty kind of guy. As, as it relates to spiritual things, I'm a running over kind of guy because this world is not my home. So let me just say this to you. If this world is destroyed, if Jesus comes back, I'm home. My cup can't get any more full than that. I can't be any more happy than that. I'm saddened by so many people that will not hear the trumpet. I'm saddened by so many that are in the church or so many that have passed through these doors and sat in those seats that will not hear the sound of the trumpet. It's time. It's time. What are we waiting for? So I left that meeting kind of disappointed in myself. I said, in my own heart, I'm thinking, you know, okay, planning a little bit is wise, but God is my provider. I, 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 this world owes me nothing and I owe it nothing. This world is not my home. This system that we're so locked into is the one that's going to die. It's going to perish. And so, why am I spending so much time and attention? You know what? It's time. We're living in the time of the signs. What are we doing? In Matthew 24, continuing, now down to verse 32. Jesus still teaching. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, you know that it is near at the doors. I, I think it's very, I think when he says at the doors instead of at the door, I think that means something. And what I, in my heart, what I think it means is that, you know, he's going to make, he's going to call all believers. It's not going to be subjected to uh, just, you know, uh, Gentile believers or just Jewish believers. At that time, he's going to call all, right? He's, it's, it's at the doors. Anyone who believes, anyone who loves Jesus, anyone who loves God, that, come on. So when you see these, let's, 
when I, I'm, I'm about to explode up here. When, when you see all of these signs happening, you'll know it's at the doors. What, what's at the doors? The time that he's going to say, come up hither. It's at the doors. Hallelujah. Verse 34, Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words by no means will pass away. Now, the fig tree to a lot of people um, represents Israel. And we know that at the end of 1947 into 1948, Israel became a nation again. They were recognized as a nation. And then um, our former president uh, actually where a lot of presidents talked about it, he actually followed through with it and made the capital of Israel, recognized the capital of Israel as Jerusalem, which they, Israelis know is their capital. Amen? Okay. My brothers and sisters, all of that is significant and important. Okay? And so now watch. So from that time until now, I mean, that shows you something. You know that when he says, when you see the fig tree budding, when you see that happening, you know it's coming close. So when we saw Israel become prosperous again, when Israel, then we know it's coming close. Okay? You know, he said, well, Tony, you know, that was blankety blank. What is it now? 70 years ago? Whatever it is. I, my math is off. 80 years ago? Almost 80 years ago? Whatever it was. I, I, whatever it was. Listen. All those years ago, right, that Israel became a nation again and people started coming back. The Jews from all that, that, that were dispersed all, or started coming back. And now they're coming back even more. Jews from Ukraine, I mean, oh, they're coming back. My brothers and sisters, listen, this is important. This is so important because now what the Lord is saying to us, when you see these things happen, it's near, it's at the doors. It's coming close. Get ready. So now, am I depressed about all this? Am I a glass half empty kind of guy about all this? No, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Yeah, but I got this to do and that to do. Okay. You could be worried about doing this and doing that. You could be worried about the next big event in your life here. My brothers and sisters, everything and anything that we enjoy here is temporal. It's temporal. It's going away. So to the eternal. I know that these aren't the messages that people want to hear. I know... These aren't the messages that fill seats and everything. Nevertheless, my brothers and sisters, He instructed us. Jesus is the one who told us to look at these things. Amen? So I'm looking at them. Further down in Matthew uh, 24, 42. Look what He says. Watch therefore, for do you not know what hour your Lord is coming? He's commanding us to watch. Watch what? Watch out for these things that are coming. These things that He just spoke of. So should I... Let me ask you something. I'm watching these things. I'm watching for these things. Amen? He's commanded me to do it. So now, when I'm watching for these things, should I then go say, okay, well, well, I, I, yeah, it's happening, and then just go about my very way? No, of course not. He's telling me to watch these very things for, for these very things. He wants me to be ready. He wants you, he wants I, he wants we to be ready. And we should be you know, going about our Father's business. Are you with me? All right. At least somebody is. So now I'm going to jump to Luke 21. I'll give you a minute to get there. Luke 21. Luke 21, 34. See, my brothers and sisters, in all of the synoptic Gospels, there's some kind of recording of this conversation. There's, there's recording in all the synoptics. Okay? And, and, you know, Luke, Mark, Matthew, they, they all say it. They say similar things, just different perspectives, different people. 
but the same, it, it just coincides, it's just no, not, no contradictions whatsoever. So we're going to go to Luke now to get a little bit further insight. Luke 21:34. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life, and that day come upon you unexpectedly. You see that? For it will come as a snare on those who dwell on the face of the earth, on the whole earth. Watch, therefore. Watch. Again, watch, therefore, and what? Pray always. Pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all of these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. We are not appointed to wrath. And, and you see what he's saying? Watch always. Watch and pray always. Why? So that you'd be found worthy to escape all of these things. So again, my brothers and sisters, I want to, I want to emphasize this because, my brothers, in the church, there seems to be some extremes where some will say, you know, we'll roll mer you know, merrily along. Whatever God's going to do, He's going to do, and let's just live our life and let it go. And the other one, you know, man, we better you know, turn or burn, and we better... No, my brothers and sisters... We're called to live in the areas where God has placed us. If whatever job that you have right now, and you're a follower of God, and you love God, and that means that you are where God wants you to be. And God wants you there for a reason. Is He blessing you financially through that? Is that the, the conduit that God is allowing you financial blessing to feed your family and to do everything? Yes, absolutely. But He's the provider. He put you there. If you love God and you're following God and you're doing, listen, and you're trying your best to fulfill, have God's will fulfilled in your life, God put you there. He's your provider. And He's also put you there not just so that you could be provided for financially, but He's also put you there for other reasons. What are the other reasons? For His glory. He puts you there because there are some people that you're going to reach that I can't reach. People that will never step foot into this church. Oh, and by the way, it is your responsibility to invite people to church. If you're embarrassed to invite them to this church, then you should, probably shouldn't be here either. So if you're coming here, then that means you should invite people, friends. Yeah, but we live far away. Okay, yeah, but you're coming. Listen, drive them to church with you. Watch. Watch. Pray always. It's time. What are we doing? But if you go back to Luke, Thank you, Addy, for leaving that up there. If you go back to Luke, the cares of this life, that day come expect the way down with carousing drunkenness. I'm hoping that that's not going on in anybody in this congregation or anybody who's a steady listener or watcher. Because if you're doing that, you're not going to make it. Who are you to judge? Uh, I'm not. The Word does. So, my brothers and sisters, if you're more about the, you know, having a good time while you're here, let's party. What? No. No. Watch and pray always. Be intent. Does that mean I can't have any fun? No, I have a good time. Some of the best times that I have are with Christians. M no, let me retract that. Most of the good times that I have are with Christians. I have some good times with people who I hope are going to be Christians. And I'm trying to be relatable to them. That doesn't mean that I do what they do. But it also means that I don't hit them over the head with the Bible. Oh, come, come on. I mean, I... So, so watch, where are you, what are you doing? It's time. So hopefully there's not drunkenness or carousing and you're not partying, you're not worried about this, this thing, that thing, the other, I got to do this, I got to be with this crowd, I got, whatever. No, and look at, how about this, and the cares of this life. If you're a parent, then you have a lot of cares of this life. Why? Obviously. 
You have the responsibility of raising your children, protecting them. But let me ask you something. Why is it that <clears throat> we place so much emphasis on uh, the education that they're getting, which I'm not saying that we shouldn't, and the colleges and the, and the schools and all that, but we place a little less emphasis on the things of God. Why is that? That's harder. You know why it's harder? Because maybe we're not fully committed to it ourselves. Uh-oh, see, that's why I can't fill this church. It's the truth. But my brothers and sisters, that responsibility is, is, the, is the reason why God gave you those children. That's, that's, that's the responsibility. That's His purpose for you. If you have children and, and, and you're a Christian, then you are to raise them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And yes, should you care about their education that they get? Absolutely. Should you care about the activities that they're involved with? Absolutely. Should you encourage them? Yes. To be critical thinkers? Absolutely. Encourage them to be critical thinkers. But encourage them to be thinking on this. The Bible. His Word. The truth. And let them know sincerely sincerely, excuse me, sincerely that you believe that this is the ultimate truth and then show them by living it out yourself. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So the cares of this life, we have jobs, we have to perform, otherwise they'll get somebody else. <laughs> Boy, you all are looking at me like I've got three heads up here. Come on, did I say, come on, all of these things are real. All of these things are real. We have to, the, the price of everything has is, is, is gone up exponentially. The very essentials. That's why we're getting together the pantry and we're going to help to feed people and we have this care and share thing going on because it's getting tough even for, for working people. It's tough. So that's a care of this life. So my brothers and sisters... Let me go back. Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, the cares of this life, and that day will, will come upon you unexpectedly. So that means you won't be looking for it. You'll be involved with all of this other stuff. Come on. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. This, what is a snare? It's going to trip them up. It captures them. Come on. And not in a good way. But again, watch, therefore, all, and pray always. Is that what we're doing right now? Is that, examine your own self. Is that what you're doing right now? So, so I'm going to go back to uh, Matthew 24. I'm going to go to verse 36. Listen to this. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as, uh, listen to this now. Verse 37. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Remember, we already agreed that it's looking like the days of Noah. And look what it just said there. As the days of Noah were, so also will the, son, son of, the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, un, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will be the coming of the Son of Man be. Did, did you hear that? It's too, guess what? When the flood came, it was too late. When the flood came, you cannot wait until the flood comes. That, he's given us signs. We're, listen, 
We're living in the time of the signs. We cannot wait any longer. If you believe that Jesus Christ is exactly who He said He was, serve Him. Follow Him. Dedicate your life to Him. What does that mean? Read. He'll, he'll tell you. And, and some of the things that we've just talked about, they already tell you. Your, listen, your hearts are more toward... I'm a general statement. Your hearts are more toward what's the next thing on TV... What's the biggest and best thing, on, or the, what's the next biggest happening in my life? The next biggest happening in your life that should concern you the most is the rapture of the church. That should concern you the most. And if you have children, if you don't have children, if you have nieces, aunts, if you have friends, if you have brothers and sisters in the Lord, no matter who it is, that should concern you. You should not want anyone left behind. Especially someone that you know and love. You don't want to be left behind. If you think it's tough now, wait. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm hollering in a plastic bag sometimes. You know, we're it's not getting out. And sometimes I, I, I doubt myself. Forget that. I'm doubting myself. Am I saying this right? Are they not hearing me because I'm saying it wrong? Are they not hearing me because uh, I don't look the part? Are they not saying, what am I doing wrong? Because I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, there, we need to have a sense of urgency. Not fear. Right? Not fear. Urgency. Urgency. It's time. Not fear. Ephesians 1. Uh, you could write this down. I'm going to be reading out of the ESV. Ephesians 1, beginning in verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord. Now remember, this is Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. And there's a method to the madness here, so please follow. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and your what? love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God, of our, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. And having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you. Do you hear that? So watch. What does that mean? Now, in some translations, the reason why I use that translation because it says the eyes of your hearts. In the other ones, I, I can't even remember what it, they said, but it does say the eyes of your hearts or your understanding. It speaks to your understanding. But there, the Greek word um, that that partly translated from is cardia, which means heart. So, so it's talking about, you know, deep down inside of you. What does it say? Uh, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverb, right? How about this? Um, what are the most... What are the most important commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, your strength, and right, and love your neighbors, you love yourself. But look, what does it say? Love, love, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with everything you are. So when this is speaking to the heart, 
This is speaking that deep down inside of your innermost thoughts, everything that you actually feel, not the stuff you try to talk yourself into, not the stuff that you try to let other people, yeah, well, maybe this is so, maybe Pastor Tony's right, I better do this. No, what you really think, what you really understand, what you're really convicted of. Are you, are you following me? Amen? That, that's what this is speaking to. So enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which... See, again, so once you have that in you, then you understand this hope. You don't have to fear anymore. So I'm watching, I'm seeing all of these things around, but I know that there's hope. What's the hope? I'm getting out of here. So when all of these things come to their fruition, when all of these things come to their fullness, I'm not here. And guess what? I don't want my family to be here. I don't want my church to be here. I don't want anyone who is in my atmosphere to be here when that thing comes down. When the wrath of God is poured upon this earth, when things just before the wrath of God is poured upon this earth, those things, the deceitful things, the delusion, and all the stuff that's happening now, it's going to get worse. My brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, please, please hear this. We don't want anyone to miss the rapture of the church. Amen. That's this hope. I'm getting out of here and I want to take everybody that I can with me. How about you? It's time. It's time. Amen? Hallelujah. <clears throat> that you may know what the hope is that He's called you to, what are the riches of His glory and inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power toward us who believe, according to the work of His great might, that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at the right hand in the heavenly places. Look at this with me in verse 21. Far above the rule, authority, and power, and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come, and put all things under his feet, and gave him as head over all the things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all things. My brothers and sisters, do you understand? This is the reason. This one, the, the, we don't have to fear anything. Why? There is no power. There is no authority. There is nothing that supersedes Jesus. Jesus is above it all. And guess what? You're in His body. You're part of His body. And so you are seated with Him in heavenly places. So that means, listen, that means that these powers and authorities, my brothers and sisters, ultimately don't get to determine what you inherit, where you go, how you go. My brothers and sisters, we have no reason to fear. Yes, look at these signs. Yes, but don't be fearful of them. Look at these signs and pray always. Watch and pray always. Amen? Watch and pray. What should I be praying for? Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your family members. Pray, My brothers and sisters, pray. Lord God, I don't understand all of this. I'm not, I'm not sure how all this unfolds. But you do. So help me, Lord, to be strong. Help me, Lord, to be your hands, to be your feet, to be your voice. Help me. Lord, I'm lifting up brother so-and-so to you right now. He's stumbling. But Lord, my neighbor, so-and-so, man, I, I, they, I love them so much, Lord, and I know you love them. Lord, give me the words or send laborers in their path. Pray always. Lord, my children are acting a fool. I don't know what to do. Lord, but you do. So, Lord, help me to say the right thing. Help me to do the right thing. Lord, come on. Lord, my, my child this, or Lord, my husband that, Lord, my wife this, uh, Lord, my mother, Lord, come on. Bring it to God. Pray always. Hallelujah. Look at what the scripture tells us. So look, Addie, verse 18, could you go back one please for me? In verse 18, look what it says. It says, uh, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. Now let's contrast that with 
what we saw in Genesis chapter 6. What did it say in Genesis chapter 6? The thoughts of man's hearts were always evil. This is in stark contrast. Totally opposite. And my brothers and sisters, inside of us as human beings, there is no good. So we have to count on God. And God transforms us. Our minds, our hearts, everything gets renewed. Amen? In the image that He intended it for, for it to be. And that was, listen, that was to the church of Ephesus. Everybody with me? Stay with me. That was at the church of Ephesus. Uh, look at me. Read with me on uh, Revelation chapter 2. Beginning verse 1. To the angel of the church of what? Ephesus. These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. And you have preserved and have patience, or persevered, excuse me, and have had patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you. You've left your first love. You've left your first love. Now he warns them. He warns them. You need to, you need to go back to your first love or something bad's going to happen. I'm not, I, I, I've already given you a bunch of bad news. I don't want to talk. <laughs> Do you understand that though? So listen, this is the same church that the Apostle Paul wrote to years, decades before when they were an early church and how their love extended to all the saints, right? And that he, he was, come on, and that he prayed that their hearts, right? He prayed about their hearts. So now look, this is times, these are dec this is decades later. So decades later, they're still going through the motions. They're still doing these works. They're still doing these things that are good, but they lost their first love. What is that? Jesus. They're not doing them now for Christ's sake. They're just doing them, whether because they think they're earning something or whatever, that you've, you've left your first love. Or you're, you're, you're not doing it with the same heart that you did it before. Your heart's not in that right place. Come on. You're just doing something because you know it's a good thing to do. It makes you feel better. Or you think that you're owed something now. Whatever the case may be. Or you genuinely may think that, it, it, that you know, innocuously, I, I, I like doing good things. I like the feeling. I, I like when I make somebody happy. That's a human thing. Isn't it? Especially when we're making ourselves happy. I'm not trying to be funny here. That's the truth. So, so now you look. So, yeah, this is great. We're, I'm making people happy. I'm doing some good things and so on and so forth. But now look, look what he's saying. You, you've, you've lost your first love. When, when, when you were in an early church, you did these things out of sincere and genuine love for all the saints, for other people. Right? Come on. The hearts. Our hearts. Where are our hearts? Where are our hearts? Are we being... Distracted? Are we being are our hearts more toward the cares of this life and what we may or may not have in this life? Who or who who we may not have in this life? Come on. We have to go to him. In Romans it says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by Holy Spirit. So the, the love that we have, the love, this love that's true, this love that's real, this love that lasts a long time. 
Uh, if you read Matthew, I'm sorry, Romans out of chapter 5, we rejoice in our sufferings. How can we rejoice? Knowing sufferings produce endurance. Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. Hope. There's that word again. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have... Listen, I see, the, I see these signs coming. Or there's, I got a bad report from the doctor. Or this is going to happen. Or this is a negative situation. This is a, but we can rejoice in suffering because we still have hope no matter what the report says. No matter what's going wrong. We still have hope. Hallelujah. And we're never disappointed in hope. God's love has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So, so where are we? See, my brothers and sisters, we have to have faith in that. I would hope that some of you have experienced something to the extent that now people that you couldn't love before, whether it was a racial thing, whether it was an age thing, no matter what it was, people that, even people that did you wrong, People that you couldn't love before that you now have a soft heart toward. You still may not like them very much, but you don't want, you won't wish them ill. You wish, come on. Amen. Right? Amen. There's a difference. And that only comes to us by Holy Spirit. It only comes to us when we're following God, when we receive what God has for us by His Word, by His Spirit. And we walk in it. When we walk in what we know, He gives us more. Hallelujah. You know, I'm always looking, oh, how can I, you know, how do I show this? What examples do we have? And this has been on my mind and on my heart even before. These two people have been on my mind for a couple of weeks now. Remember when Jesus was eight days old and his mom and his stepfather, they took him to the temple because, you know, every uh, male has to be circumcised on the eighth day. And so they took him. And do you remember that there was a man named Simeon there? And remember, Simeon was an older man. I get choked up thinking about this guy. Simeon was an older man. But he, the Lord had put on his heart by Holy Spirit that he would see the consolation of Israel. He would see the Messiah. And so when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to be circumcised, Simeon beheld and he said, now I can die. And he also prophesied by the Holy Spirit, told him what, what was going to happen. And he's prophesied to Mary and said, you're going to have, this, this, this is bad. He's going to be rejected. I'm going to say it in our language. He's going to be, be rejected. And he's going to be pierced. But you're, he's going to pierce your heart. What's going to happen to him is going to pierce you. Right? And then remember Anna, the prophetess. Anna was an old lady. She was married for seven years and her husband died. She became a widow only seven years after she was married. And now she was in her 80s. But after she became widowed, she stayed at the temple, night and day, praying and fasting. And she beheld the Savior. The Lord told her, and she beheld the Savior. What these two people have in common was, their sincerely, their focus is on God. Their, their, their lives were dedicated to this. This man said, listen, I'm not going to die. I can't die a good death until I see the consolation of Israel. I don't even have to be freed from it. I, I just want to see it. Anna, same. She dedicated her life. She, listen, she was, she was a widow. And she was still young. She could have remarried. 
And it wouldn't have been a sin against her. Come on. She was widowed. But instead of doing that, she dedicated the rest of her life. She just stayed at the temple praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then there's some days I don't feel like coming to church. I'm tired. I don't feel good. I could just watch it online. Really? Really? Ah, I can't. I, yeah. Golly. Man. And then on the other hand, my brothers and sisters, we let all of these cares of this life, all of these other activities, all of these other things get in the way of us being in the presence of God. Well, I could be in the presence of God anywhere. Yeah, but my brothers and sisters, you know that when you are among believers, you're called to be among other believers. You're called to come to His house, right? Yeah. It's like preaching to the choir. You're all here. But, yeah. the, but the fact of the matter is, it's important that you do that. Why? So that you could hear the word, that you could be encouraged, and you can encourage others. Even if you're feeling bad, maybe God has in mind, you're going to be healed that day. Hallelujah. Maybe the word that's being brought forth is specifically for you because it's by preaching, it's by the... Listen, God has chosen that. It says it in His word that by the mouth of preachers, you're going to hear the word, you're going to get saved. At least I got one amen. Did you read that part? <laughs> Hallelujah. But we have to have this. And see, that, that's faith that endured. And remember, man, this, this endurance is a big thing. You have to have, because this love, is we accept, we had this love by, by faith. This, this grace and the love, all of that is extended to us by faith. And you look at these two folks, they, they were determined In Luke 18, I'm going to start in verse 1. Luke 18, verse 1. Then he, Jesus, spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Pray and not lose heart. So, so are you seeing the connection? Faith and prayer and not losing heart. Knowing what you know in your heart and not letting go of it. Not letting go of it. The church at Ephesus, you know, what you had in your heart before, it's not there anymore. Christians, old, young, anywhere in between, maybe check our hearts. Check our hearts. What, is, it, is it still there? Is His Word still there? And, and my brother, Can we endure? Can we be the Anna or the Simeon? I'm gonna, man, I'm, I'm seeing this thing out. I'm going to walk it through. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm waiting. And I'm not giving up on this. Come on. Pray and not lose heart, saying, there was a certain city, a judge, who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said to himself, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest her continue coming she weary me. Let me say it in Tony language. I better give her what she wants, otherwise she's going to keep bothering me until I do. The squeaky wheel is going to get the grease this time because I'm tired of squeaking. Did you hear that? That's exactly what he just said. He didn't care about anything but himself, and that's why he said, well, I'm going to get her off my neck. I'm going to give her what she wants. So look at what Jesus says in verse 6. The Lord said, hear what this unjust judge said? And shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, 
Will he really find faith on the earth? My brothers and sisters, do we have convenient faith? Do we have faith and believe and stand when things are good or when it appears that God has given us what we want? What about when you're asking for something and it doesn't happen? Are you always looking for plan A, B, C, D and looking to compromise maybe? Come on. No. You see what this is saying? This is saying, go to God. Go to God. Now, I will tell you, I've heard other men, man, you ask God one time because if you ask Him more, that means that you didn't have faith. That's not what this says. That's not what this says. I'm going to keep asking. And then, until the Lord says, no. Maybe the Lord is going to tell me, no, you're asking for the wrong thing, Tony. James, read it in James. Amen? So, so look, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask Him. And he's, I, I think Jesus is encouraging this. But look at what He says. The, the payoff, the, this is the, the, the payoff line. Will He really find faith on the earth? Is your faith real? Is it genuine? Are you willing to wait it out? Are you willing, listen, because of the love and, the, and everything that you have in you, because of what you're convinced of in your heart, well, are you willing to wait it out? Are you willing to do without? Because there's another problem. How many of us are willing to do without? Is our faith based on, faith, faith based on God, again, giving us what we want when we want it? That's Santa Claus God. No! Come on, do we only trust and believe when the situation is we can't deal with it so we're going to give it to God? No, in all things, praying always with all prayer and supplication. Come on. So I, I think, and, and listen, faith, just darn sure determined. I, I know, what, if I ask a question, I know what the answer will be, but, but think about this. I want you to think. Are you dogged and determined so much so that when you're, you're going to ask God for something and you're going to believe and trust and even when it doesn't look like it's coming to pass are you still going to stand? Again, or do you're looking for another way out? Are you looking for plan A, B, C, D, F? Are you, but are you willing to just stand and hang on? Do you have that bulldog kind of faith that's just going to hang on? And it's, look it, and it's all determined because of the love that He shed abroad in your heart. You, you understand God's love for you and the love that you have for others. And you have this endurance. And you, come on, are, are you there? Your heart is convinced it's sure. Is this tracking with anybody besides me? So again, I look for something and, 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 I, and I just come back to this, the woman that had the issue of blood. And it's in all the synoptics, but, but, but specifically in Mark, the woman had an issue of blood for 12 years, but it said that she did everything that the doctors told her to do. Everything that the science of that day told her that she should do, she did. Spent her last dollar, spent all the money she had, listened to everybody that would, the experts, listened to all the experts, and she still wasn't healed. And so we know what she did. As this crowd is f just totally mobbing Jesus, you, you can't even move, you can't breathe, and she works her way through this crowd, knowing that it's against the law for even to do that, she works her way through this crowd, and she says within herself, if I could just touch Him, if I could just touch 
the hem of his garment. If I could get close enough to him just to reach out and touch the hem of his garment, if I could just get that close. I don't even have to have his hands, his hands laid on me. If I could get that close to that man, I will be healed. Is there anybody in here that has that kind of faith? After going through everything that she's gone through, would you be willing to fight the crowd knowing that if someone catches you and recognizes you, you've just broken the law? Are you... Come on. Hallelujah. Man, so, so, so do I have this endurance? Do I have this faith that endures? Do I have that, that, that word that's settled in my heart so much so that I would be a Simeon or an Anna and I'm going to see the consolation of Israel. I'm going to witness this Messiah regardless of my age, regardless of what the circumstances or situation. I'm going to see this. Do I have that kind of endurance that I'm going to see it through? I'm not going to get discouraged. I'm not going to become afraid. And do I have the faith to know that what He said, He will do? Amen. He will do. I know that if I stay near Jesus, it will come to pass. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm, 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 I don't care. You, you could be stoic if you want to. I'm happy. I'm happy. My glass is not empty. My cup runneth over. Why? Because He's filling me from above. Hallelujah. Because that's not just good preacher words. He tells me to be filled, be ye in the process of being filled with His Holy Spirit. This happens. So am I doing it? Are you doing it? Yes. Hallelujah. So let me ask you all something. Does any of this mean anything to anybody in this room? Are you willing? Or do you want to have this spirit? Do you want to have this heart? And you want to endure? Do you, listen, listen, listen. Is there something that you've been praying for? Is anybody in here, you've prayed for something for a long time and it hadn't happened yet, but it's still on your heart and on your mind. Raise your hand. Yes, yes. It still hasn't happened. You're praying for it. Okay, anybody else? Thank you for raising your hand. I appreciate that. So, so look, if you want to be shy, that's, that's fine. But I really want, anybody who raised your hand, come up front and let's get around Mom DeSano and Catherine up here, please. Anybody who raised your hand. Please. And if you need to sit, you can sit. If you if you have to, if you can stand, stand. If you need to sit, sit down here. Come on. Anybody and everybody. Let's go. Come on. And if you're watching and listening, the same would go for you. In this moment, we, there may be miles that separate us. In this moment, but the Spirit of God is with us. The Spirit of God is with you. Do you have faith? Do you have faith? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you need to sit down? Do you believe? Hallelujah. Do you have faith? Yes. Thank you, Lord. Whatever it is, Thank you, we give it to God. Yes. And, and listen, it, either His Word is true, and we stand on it and believe it, yes. or it's not true, and it's not going to matter anyway. I believe it is true. Yes, it is. And because you've come up here and you're confessing, you're believing or you're making a statement that it is true. Yes. So let me speak to your heart by the Word of God. Thank you. That faith and love that you have in your heart for Christ Jesus, yes. that faith that you have in your heart is enough. Yes. Faith in Him. Faith by what you've heard of His Word. Faith by that Word that's been planted in you. Stand on that. And even when it looks bad, even when it looks like it's not working, stand on that. You, Be Simeon. Thank you, Lord. Be Anna. And know that you know that God said it 
and it will come to pass. Stay near Jesus. Amen? Lift your hands. Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank You for these who have a testimony. Lord, for these who are willing to come forth. Father, for these who have something on their hearts. Lord, I pray that You would flood them, that You would anoint them with a fresh anointing by the Holy Spirit. Father, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, Father, in Jesus' name, fill them. Fill them. Touch them, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, touch them. Fill them. Father, fill their hearts. Convince their hearts. Give them a fresh touch. Give them a faith that they cannot achieve on their own that only comes by belief in you, Christ Jesus, by your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, touch them and anoint them. Lord God, in Jesus' name, reveal your will to them. Lord, in Jesus' name, whether it be children, Lord, whether it be a neighbor, whether it be financial, Father, for the physical needs of these people, Father, for the hurting in their body, in Jesus' name, we lift every bit of it up to you. Father, for those children that are wayward, Father, we lift them up to you right now. Father, for those children who once knew but don't know anymore, Father, we lift them up to you in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, we love you. More importantly, we know you love us. So, Lord... Your will be done. Yes. Your kingdom come yes. on this earth as it is in heaven. In your name, Jesus. Amen? amen and amen. God bless you all. It's done. Leave out of here with confidence. Know in your heart. And I'm going to tell you right now, the enemy of your soul is going to try to do everything he can do to convince you otherwise. When he does, when he starts to, 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 to raise up and tries to, listen, discourage you, manipulate you, to tempt you, Just tell him to go back to the pit where he belongs because Jesus, Jesus is your God. Amen? There is no principality or power that's more powerful than the Jesus that's in your heart. None. Stand on that. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. I appreciate you all. And man, I, I just tell you, invite people to church and please invite people. I'm inviting you to partake in this thing that we're doing at the end of the month, the care and share. It's very important. I think it's very important for the life of this church, very important for us to bless those who are less fortunate than us. And again, and I really, again, this is laid, laid on my heart. I really believe that we're going to find out that there are some brothers and sisters among those folks that need help. And we need to help them. Amen? Amen. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. God bless you all. Go in peace. Leave with hope. Hope. Hope doesn't disappoint.